fast. It is, of course, possible to grow that fast. Is it probable based on how much you want to work? Well, you know, maybe not unless something absolutely massive changes or you really hit, you know, the gold mine and something massively takes off that you couldn't expect. So I think it's it's really good to get clear on what sensible looks like for you. Welcome to Scaling Simplified, a weekly conversation diving into our knowledge of teams, finance, strategies, and startups to help you scale to seven figures and keep your freedom. I'm Pip. And I'm Georgia. And between us, we have over 20 years of experience in big corporates and small startups to share with you. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Scaling Simplified podcast. This week, as we approach the new year, we are going to be talking about how to set goals for the year ahead. So we'll be sharing how we set goals and more importantly, how we set those goals so we actually stick to them. Now, I just want to say, if you haven't listened to last week's episode where we talk all about reviewing your year, I would go back and listen to that first and then come into this episode. Now, it's definitely the time of year for goal setting, and lots of people have very different ways of doing this. So we're going to show just one way of doing things, and hopefully it will inspire you. And if you don't have a plan, it gives you a bit of a roadmap to follow, which is always good as a start. So before you start this, you want to set aside a bit of time. And I love to go to a different different environment to do this, you know, go to a coffee shop, go somewhere where you can get a nice drink or go and have a day out for yourself and just a little bit of quiet space where you can think about what you want in the year ahead. Now, this is kind of like a first draft because we are obviously, we're not even into 2024 yet. So this is going to keep building as the year goes on, but it's really If you don't identify what's going to be important to you in the year ahead, you're never going to find those things. So we need to set our intentions and actually make a plan to get towards them. Otherwise, we'll get to the end of the year and think, hey, what did I want from 2024 again? And why on earth hasn't it happened? So as I said, we like to look at kind of the year in review before we jump into this. So go back to the previous episode if you hasn't listened to it. But here we go with outlining just one way of planning the year ahead. Okay, this is one of my favorite things. I love reviewing and goal setting. Definitely the little nerd in me that likes to get out with my pieces of paper. But before we dive into the details, I'm going to walk you through this seven step process. And then we're going to dive into each area and just throw a few kind of hints and tips and questions to be asking yourself. And as Georgia said, this is really different for everyone. And it's just one way of doing things. So take the structure if you want and then tweak it to suit you. Okay, so the first step in this seven step process is looking at the big picture plan and making sure that your goals are aligned with what you're trying to achieve with your business in general. Step two is that we're then going to do a sense check because sometimes it's really easy to create goals which sound great, but actually are probably not very realistic based on the effort and the resources that we have. Yes, 
who doesn't want to, you know, have as many followers as Kim Kardashian. But let's face it, if I'm only posting three reels next year, that's not going to happen. So it's just that little sense check. Step three, then, is we're going to break things down into 90-day sprints. And we'll talk about what a 90-day sprint is when we get further into the episode. We then take those 90-day sprints and break down into our monthly goals and tasks. So we kind of know every month what we're aiming for, what good looks like at the end of that month, and are we en route to achieving our bigger goal. We then want to look for step five, identify our KPIs so we know what data we're tracking. Step six is we're going to share that information with our team or with anyone else that needs to know it to help us get there. And then finally, step seven, we're going to dive into all the details, the deliverables, if I can get that word out, and then think about what we are delegating out. Okay, so let's start with step one. So we're aligning with our big picture. I think with this, it's really making sure that the the big goals that we set ourselves for the year align with what we want our business in the long term. And so really thinking about my business, am I building that business to try and sell one day? Am I building a business that really supports my lifestyle? Am I building a business that brings me a certain amount of income? So just making these goals align and support what you're actually trying to get out of life. Now, I think really key ones that we're all probably very good at doing are thinking about what revenue goal we want to hit, what profit goal we want to hit. Sometimes we don't think about our profit, we just think about top line revenue, but bottom line profit is key if you want to be taking home some money. And also something that I like to think about is what type of work do I want to do and how much do I want to work? So do I have a target type of number of hours or way in which I work? Or do I want to take a certain number of holidays throughout the year or do a certain amount of traveling with my business? Or potentially if you have a family, do you want to think about having your business be able to be run only say between 10 and two when your kids are at school? or whatever that looks like to you. So really thinking about those bigger items and where you want to get to with those goals. Absolutely, because we are building these businesses as part of our bigger life plan, aren't we? Like for both Pip and I, if you've listened to us for a while, you know that yes, our businesses are really important to us, but also our life outside our business is also really important. So what's the balance that you're trying to strike next year? What are the big life aspirations and then what do you want to get from your business in in the bigger broad brushstroke terms you know like what kind of role do you want to have do you really want to be supporting clients in a certain area do you really want to be feeling a certain type of result or energy from your business do you really want to be nurturing a team and leading a team do you really not want to be leading a team but you definitely want to be scaling your business you know what what are the big the kind of the big ticket items that you want from your role in the coming year. So then also thinking about, okay, what kind of team would I like to support this? You know, in an ideal world, who am I trying to bring in to help me in certain areas of the business? Like, where would I love to be able to invest in team? Would I love to bring in a marketing specialist? Would I love to have a social media manager? Would I love to have an expert copywriter? Do I want someone amazing in my DMs that is just turning cold traffic into interested, exciting clients? 
Do Would I love someone that I can bounce my ideas off and is going to turn them into a super organized structure and plan? You know, it's going to be different for everyone. So what are you really looking for in terms of building out that team over the coming year? And it might not be that you've got kind of the the, the actual nitty gritty of that. Yeah, it's kind of what's the broad brushstrokes of where you would love to go. And equally, thinking about those broad brushstrokes, what's the product or the services that I really want to roll out this next year? So maybe you've got something you're delivering and and you're thinking, I want to VIP this. I want to make this really extraordinary, really high level, or I want to create a totally unique experience for people, or I want to create something that people literally can't live without, you know, a product that is essential in making their lives better. So what is it that you're looking to do? And we're trying to get quite clear on this, your role, the team that's going to support you, the services that you're going to offer. Um, And it's really kind of moving that out and trying to think about, okay, what's important to me? And I would stress, we're not trying to think about 20 million different goals. You're ideally looking for three to five big ticket items that are going to make next year feel extraordinary like really make it move in the direction that you want your business to go to if you've got too many goals you can't focus on them and it's really difficult to achieve them all if you've got three to five goals every decision you make you can say how does this link in with one of my three to five goals that I set for the year and if it's so far left field that's like a a reason to say do you know what this probably isn't important it's not going to help me go where I need it to so for example there's different things we might be thinking about okay I want to work an average of 30 hours per week and I want to have four weeks off in the summer how is it all going to work out like what are the things that I'm trying to build so we're really trying to get a little bit more specific about that big those big goals that we're trying to turn out yeah I like that you say three to five big goals because I think you're right if we start having all the goals you don't achieve anything do you there's there's only certain amount we can do each day I know what's that quote Beyonce has 24 hours in a day and look what she does but like let's be realistic we all have busy lives and you know, Beyonce has to do some dancing in the day, as do I, to have my let's get ready to work. So actually, what I don't want to be doing is sitting down at my desk and thinking, okay, here are my 20 goals that I've written out, and now I'm going to try and do them all and actually fail at probably 19 out of 20 and maybe sort of get one. So I'm really with you on the three to five big goals, what makes a big difference. And then I think once we've got those goals, we need to move to step two, which is sense checking. So are your goals sensible? And I know this like accountant pip is coming out. Okay, are they sensible? Well, you know what? If they're not that sensible, the likelihood is that you're not going to achieve them. So for instance, if you made 150K in revenue last year, are you going to be bringing in 5 million of revenue this next year? Is it possible? Yes, of course it's possible. You know, people have done wilder things than that. It is, of course, possible to grow that fast. Is it probable based on how much you want to work? Well, you know, maybe not unless something absolutely massive changes or you really hit, you know, the gold mine and something massively takes off that you couldn't expect. So I think it's it's really good to get clear on what sensible looks like for you and the way in which I love doing this is to use smart goals so 
specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time-based. So thinking about my goal and, you know, thinking about how specific can I get? So I want to make sure I'm detailed enough. You know, I can't just say, oh, I want to sell more products this year. I want to get more clients. Well, how many more clients? How many more products do I want to sell? How much do I want to sell them for? It's not just saying I want to make some more money. It's like, how much money? And actually, how am I making that money? You don't need to know the the absolute minute details of exactly the sales funnel to make that money. But you do need to go, okay, well, this service is working really well for me, I want to double the number of clients I've got in this retainer. And that will therefore bring in X amount of money per month, which means by the end of the year, I have this much revenue. Or for instance, I'm currently selling 10 products a day. I want to get to a place by the end of the year where I'm selling 25 products a day and my average order value is 30 pounds. So starting to go, okay, do the specific numbers add up to actually the bigger goal that I'm trying to get? And then of course, you also want to be able to measure whether you have actually hit this goal. I think it's really easy again for us to say, I want to grow my business. Okay, well, how do I know if I've grown my business? So if you say, I want to work 30 hours a week, then that's something that you can measure. You can, you know, you just toggle to track your time and you can look back and go, actually, okay, last week I worked 40, but this week I managed to work 25. So on average, you know, we're getting closer to 30. Whereas if you just say, I want to work less, well, okay, but how much less? How are you going to measure whether you've worked less? Are you actually working less or are you just taking time out? And actually the amount of time working is the same. It's just that you're running back and forth from your computer and fitting things in in between. So I think it's also thinking about how can I measure this so I know that I'm actually achieving it. Definitely. I love that bit about measurable because I think it's a bit that people often miss. And the other bit that people sometimes miss is achievable. Is the goal actually achievable for you? Bearing in mind your situation, your time restraints, the money you've got to invest. For example, I would love to run a sub 20 minute 5k, but if it's currently taking me 30 minutes, 28 on a good day, and I'm only going to run twice a week, is that realistic? Is it achievable? Should I maybe be saying, okay, I'm going to aim for a 25 minute 5k? You know, that's a good increase of time. So is the goal that we're aiming for achievable in terms of the resources, the skills, the tools we've got to put into it? Also, is it realistic? So back to making, you know, 5 million example, what's realistic with the resources you are committing to putting into this? You know, and where are you at the moment? 5 million might be a huge jump from where you are. So what's realistic in terms of the number of people you've got employed to generate that? The number of clients you can actually serve, you know, really think about what would go into making 5 million. Is it realistic? Also time-based. Yes, you may well make 5 million, but are you going to make it in 2024? Like thinking about how long do I have to achieve this goal so that you're really clear on the time frame that you're setting for that goal. So for the, you know, 25 minute 5k run, maybe I'm saying, do you know what? Actually, I could take off 30 seconds every month. So I would like to get there in six months time, something like that. So we've actually got quite realistic about the time frame that there is. I like that. Okay, so we've thought about our goals. We've got our bigger picture goals. We made sure they're aligning with what we want in life. We've then actually done that sight sense check that this is something that is achievable and realistic. 
interrupting our own episode to bring you the exciting news of brand new Scaling Simplified VIP days. If you are ready to simplify scaling to seven figures, this is the day for you. Together, we will deep dive into your team, finance and operations so that we can create your bespoke step-by-step scaling strategy. For more information, check out the link in the show notes. So now it's time for step three, and that's breaking it down into our 90-day sprint. So first of all, what is a 90-day sprint? Essentially, it's just a fancy way of saying a quarter. It's just 90 days. And one of the reasons that I personally really like working in 90-day sprints or in quarters is that it's long enough to get a project over the line, but it's not such a long amount of time that you can't possibly think it, think of keeping motivated for that length of time. I don't know about you, but if somebody said to me, you need to go and run every single day for the next year of your life, I'd be like, mm, no, thank you, not going to happen. But if somebody challenged me to say, I bet you, you could work out for five minutes every day for the next quarter, I'd be able to do that. And that's really kind of what the 90 day sprint's all about. It's going, This is enough of a challenge that it excites me and it helps me get actually quite a big project over the line, but it's not so long that actually things are going to change in that time. And also I'm just not going to be motivated by that. So it's really thinking about your big goals and thinking, okay, so for Q1, the first three months, what do I need to achieve in that quarter to help things? Then second Q, what do I need to do in the next quarter to help me achieve my longer goal? And it's really taking that big goal and breaking it down almost into four steps or four stages that each feel manageable that you can then commit to doing each quarter and the great thing about that is that you know then you can celebrate progress can't you absolutely I love that you've kind of matched the the habit changing of the sprint so commit to doing that every day for the 90 days but also breaking it down into those steps so if you think about running for five minutes every day or whatever Or if you were coming into the year and thinking, right, I need to be able to run a marathon like at this point early on, that would be ridiculous. But instead, you might think, okay, I'm going to break this down into 90 day sprints. So, you know, in the first 90 days, I'm going to get comfortable with running 10K. In the the second 90 days, I'm going to get comfortable with running 20K. In the third 90 days, I'm going to get comfortable with running 30Ks. And in the final quarter, I'm ready to step up to the 42K marathon. I feel that we're talking about running at a time near Christmas when neither of us are probably very keen about going outside and running, but you can take the same analogy and put it into your business. Say you want to hire somebody by the end of the year, well, you might go, well, step one, I'm going to identify, you know, stage one, I'm going to make sure that I've got exactly clarity on what this person is going to do. You know, quarter two, I'm then going to get my job ad out and start hiring. Quarter three, I'm going to be really focusing on onboarding and getting them gone and handing over tasks. And by quarter four, they're completely taking this task fully off me and they're doing all the marketing for the business. And it just helps to break down that big, often slightly scary goal, which you're not quite sure how to achieve down into much more manageable chunks. Yeah. And then you want to break it down even further. So if you're thinking about Q1, so Q1, you're thinking, right, I need to bring on on board more team. So let's break that down into months. So the first month I'm writing the advert, I'm advertising it. Month two, I'm starting the interviews, putting them through that application process. By week, by month three, I want to have that 
offer out to the ideal candidate. I'm reference checking. I've got everything in place. And for each of those months, we can break that down further. You know, so in month one, we're saying, right, we need the ad out. We need to write the ad and get it out. So week one, write the ad. Week two, work out we're going to post it. Week, you know, week three, get the ad up and running. Week four, see if we've got some good responses and how we need to tweak it to tweak it to make it better. So once you've got that big project, you're kind of breaking it down into the sprints. Then you're breaking the sprints down into shorter sprints, 30 days, and then you're breaking those down into the weeks. And it makes it so much more achievable, much more manageable. And this is when you can start to get really specific about the tasks that are going in to that goal. So we start bigger, big goal. Then we start with big steps, you know, the sprint steps. And then we start breaking that down to get it really specific. And then we're thinking even further, okay, so who does this need to go to in the team to make this happen? Because maybe we've got multiple people dealing with this leg this week. Everybody's got different tasks that they need to do. And what order do those activities need to be done in to allow you to hit those deadlines that you've sent? Exactly. And you can think about things like, what's it going to cost me? So, you know, am I preparing myself in terms of revenue coming in? So I know that at this point, I'm going to need to spend this much money. You know, in month two, it's going to cost me this much money. Have you built in a little bit of time in case something doesn't quite go to plan? Say you don't get enough good applicants in. Well, okay, that's fine. Let's extend the job out, out for another couple of weeks to give ourselves a bit more time. So, you know, breaking in a little, giving yourself a little bit of contingency and also, as you say, just getting into those finer details. Okay, so we've taken our big goals. We made sure they're realistic. We've broken them down into 90-day sprints. We've then broken those 90-day sprints down into the details of monthly and weekly tasks. So the fifth step is to identify our KPIs or our key performance indicators. So these are really the data points that are really helping us to understand if we're moving in the right direction towards a goal. And, you know, we can think about what they look like depending on our goal. We really want to make sure that they align with our goal, but it's helping us understand if we're moving in that right direction. So for example, if we want to work less, one of the things that we're going to have to track and one of the data points that we're going to want to keep an eye on is actually how much time we're working and what we're working on so we can measure that we are working less. So for instance, you might use Toggle to time track and say which elements might, you know, what what you're doing each day and whether that's helping you move towards the more strategic role maybe that you're looking for or keeping you still, you know, neck deep in admin and actually you're spending most of your week still doing admin. And by having those KPIs and tracking that data, it then helps you look at that and going, okay, we are moving towards a task or maybe we're moving a bit too slow towards this task or we're we're getting the outcomes of the task, but it's not really happening smoothly yet we're doing it through sheer force and maybe we need to think about an easier way of doing this so it's really just thinking about what are those data points that I need to be tracking and how can I make it as easy as possible to track them because as you say if you've got three to five goals what you don't need to be tracking is 100 KPIs that seems like a complete waste of your time so it's thinking for each goal you've maybe got one to three KPIs really important for that goal so realistically you're not going to be tracking more than 10 kpis and that should take you 20 minutes on a monday morning log into your systems put those kpis on that excel document 
and go, is this working? Yes, brilliant, keep doing more. Is this not working? No, okay, let's sit down and think about how we're gonna try and fix it this week. Absolutely, and I think if you're handing over any of that to team, or as you say, you're you're trying to move away from neck deep in admin and you're delegating tasks to members of the team, it's actually thinking, what are the KPIs that are going to tell me that they're on top of this? Again, probably just, you know, three, probably just three main KPIs that will tell you they've got this under control. Like, I don't need to constantly check in on this and keep myself neck deep in admin. (laughs) And I think with all of this that we're building, if you've got a team at this point, this is when you need to share. You need to tell them, okay, these are the three to five big goals that we're aiming for this year. So that if you get to the end of Q1 and you haven't moved any further and you're kind of berating your team for it, they're they're sort of saying, well, hang on a minute. We didn't know that these were the goals that we're heading for. So we're telling the team, this is what we want to achieve and trying to put that into context with them. You know, so how is that important for them? How does that relate to their role? So say, for example, one of your big goals was to increase the number of clients signing up for a certain product by 50%. So you need to share that with your marketing team, whoever's in your marketing team, and ask them, okay, so how are we going to divide up the year into 90-day sprints to move us towards that 50% increase? What are the big needles, the big goals going to be within that, the three big goals that are going to get us further? And how do we divide that up? So you'll get, and then you're getting that feedback from them. Is this realistic? Like, can we make this happen? Is it achievable? Have we got the right time frame? What are the what are the KPIs that are going to tell us we're on track? And we're helping them to understand this is the big picture. This is how I want you to help me with it. And this is where I think your capabilities lie. And we're getting that feedback and that commitment from our team that, yes, we've got it. We understand it. This is what we're going to try and achieve in each quarter to get us to that big goal at the end of the year. And then I think finally, it's just getting into the details, isn't it? And just getting this down on paper in a way that's easy to keep track of. So I am not one for like planning out a detailed Asana to-do list for the entire year ahead. I think that's completely pointless. But I'm going to say, right, Q1, these are the goals I said I'm going to do for my first quarter. Right, at the start of that quarter, what am I going to do high level in each month? And then at the start of that month, go to the month and said, right, okay, this is what I said I was going to do this month. What does what do we need to do? You know, we've talked about who's doing it, where you're delegating stuff out, and then just getting that down in some way so you can easily check that things are moving along and you can tick them off as tasks are done and this isn't something that should take you loads and loads of time I think lots of people get bogged down don't they into all the details of hitting their goals that actually you spend more time planning hitting the goal than actually hitting the goal so it's thinking about what are those key things I need to do each day or each week to get there or somebody in the team needs to do each day and each week and how can I really easily quickly track that that's happening and then just sense check okay now that I've got that little list of things do I actually have time to do it you know if if you don't have time to do it you'll probably got yourself stuck in over planning and not actually moving forwards so just that sense check I can do this on top of my daily business as usual jobs. I love that. I think this is probably the most important step you can take between now and the new, like getting stuck into the new year is to take that time to really think about where is my business going? What are my big goals? 
how am I going to get there? And how am I going to use like the tools that we're providing that we talk about on this podcast to scale those goals, bring in team, think about my finances differently, increase profit, all of that stuff. And if this is meeting you where you're at, if you're thinking, yeah, I really need to give this more thought and I want to think about how I'm going to propel myself forward next year. We have some good news for you. We are running a Scaling Simplified Day in January, which will basically take you through all of this in in a probably more detailed fashion, working out exactly where your bottlenecks might be, where you might need some extra attention or some extra thought bringing up a bit of a mirror for you to see whether this is actually achievable, you know, realistic, how your time planning is, and what resources you're going to really need to think about to make this happen. So if that is of interest, follow the link in the show notes, and we can give you some more details. I'm so excited for this day. I think it's going to be such a game changer. Now, I know, Georgia, sometimes we get to the, you know, 27th, 28th of December, and we've put quite a lot of thought into this in our head, but not actually really sat down and nailed a plan out. What would you say for those last minute Larrys who possibly are thinking, is it too late? Actually, do I need to do this? I don't have time to commit to this. Do you have any hacks of how to get through this process as quickly and as smoothly as possible. Yeah, I mean, even if you spend, I would rather that you spend all the time on this and like really gave it some thought, but if you've only got 30 minutes on a train, on your way home for Christmas or back towards for the new year, then there are a few ways you can think about it. So firstly, I just want you to think, what are my three to five big goals for the year to come? What are the things I want to achieve? And really think big picture on those, not small detail. Then I want you to put each of those goals down with a little bit of a gap below. And I want you to think, okay, so if I want to achieve that goal, I'm going to break it down into four steps, the four cues. What are they? Like, what are the, the milestones for each of those quarters? And then I want you to think about one thing that's going to go for each of those quarters that you're going to do, that's going to prompt you to set up a really good tracking system as you get into each quarter. So for each big goal, you're dividing it into four steps. That's all you have to do for the beginning because as soon as you've set those intentions, as soon as you spent 30 minutes thinking about it, your brain is already gonna start doing a lot of the work in the background. But if you haven't sent those intentions, then you have absolutely no chance of hitting them in 2024. Or if you do, it will be a very lucky accident. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I love this. So quick recap, if you're sat there thinking, how do I do this? And I want to follow your structure. So you're going to think about your big picture goals. Do they align with that plan you have for your life? And pick three to five, as we say, no more, three to five. We're going to sense check, are they sensible? Are they specific, measurable, achievable, realistic? And do you have some sense of the time sensitivity you have around this and what you need to achieve in each part of the year in order to hit that main goal? You're then going to break things down into what you need to do each quarter. And then from there, it'll give you so much more clarity on what you need to achieve then in each month, because you've got an idea of where you're hitting at the end of each quarter. And from there, obviously, you can break it down into what you need to do each week or if there's any daily tasks that you need someone in your team to do to help you get there. You're going to look at your data points and identify what KPIs you need to track. And remember, we are not tracking 100 KPIs no more than 10, two or three KPIs per goal. And then we're going to speak to our team and we're going to share 
what's going on. We're going to bring everybody on board. We're going to help your team understand what this means for their role, what successful looks like, what KPIs they're responsible for, and just generally make sure that everybody's entirely on the same page. And then the final bit is just getting into those details, isn't it? And being really clear, do I know, know what I need to do each day, week, month, quarter, et cetera, in order to hit my goals? And more importantly, if I feel like I'm getting off track, can I come back to my plan and go, okay, we veered off track a little bit. This is how I'm going to get myself back on track to make sure I do actually get to the end of the year and I do actually hit those big goals I want to achieve. Thank you for listening to Scaling Simplified with me, Pip Harland. And me, Georgia Fitzgerald. If you've loved this episode, please hit subscribe and leave us a five-star review. We love it when you get in touch. So head to the show notes and drop us a DM or send us an email. We want to hear all about your business.